We turn now to the book of Exodus, continuing Moses' story. We read now from Exodus chapter 16, verses 4 through 6, and then continuing with verses 13 through 20, though I may continue on to 21, just, just for the fun of it. Um, the, the, with the congregation of Israelites has set out into the wilderness, and they've run into a little bit of a difficulty because their the quartermaster um, had not made all kinds of preparations and so they they get just so long and then discover that they don't have quite as much food as they wanted to and um, way before the snickers commercial they get hangry and they start fussing about wouldn't it be nice to be back where we can get three square meals again and that is where we pick up the story as the Israelites are murmuring in the underbrush and God decides to take a hand. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, an omer to a person, according to the number of persons, all providing those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who had gathered much had nothing over, and those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over until the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning, they gathered it, as much as each needed, needed, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. Here ends the reading. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, you who are our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Many years ago, when I was in high school choir, we had the privilege of hosting a, an exchange choir from Germany. And uh, many of these students were just a little bit older than I, and we had an opportunity to host two of the young women um, in, our, in our home. And so we, they, they practiced their English on us. We tried a few broken words of German with them. And we came to understand that there were a lot of things that were pretty new 
to them, um, the, some that they liked very well and some that they weren't quite so sure about here in these United States. And one of the things that they really commented on was how much stuff we had in our grocery stores. They said in, 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 our, in our villages, in our cities, you go in and there are two boxes of cereal, two choices of cereal. Here, you have a whole aisle that is just breakfast cereal. How can you eat all of that breakfast cereal? And seeing it through their eyes, I, I began to wonder too, my goodness, do we need all of this? And many years later, I had occasion to wonder about that as well. The first weekend that I went shopping after we'd begun the lockdown and I was pushing my cart through all of these aisles, some of which were half empty because folks had either come ahead of me and taken what they thought they needed um, or it's simply that the supplies, wherever, whatever foods or whatever goods were needed, couldn't make it just yet. All of the trucks hadn't been able to make their deliveries. Uh, not all of the factories were open to be able to ship those goods out. And so as I walked up and down and saw holes, really big holes on the shelves of my grocery store for the first time that I can really remember, I thought, hmm, how much of this do we really need? What is need and what is greediness? Well, the Israelites thought they knew what, what they needed. What they needed was food and lots of it. They missed all of the stews and the ready, ready bread and all of the, the things that they had gotten in Egypt. And they were conveniently putting out of their minds that all of that food came to them mixed with the bitterness of slavery. That what they, were what they had been given, they had been given grudgingly. It was not truly theirs, but they were scared. And when we are scared, when we are traumatized, we go back to what's familiar. Even if it's not really in our best interest, we will be dysfunctional to be able to grab what gives us comfort for that minute. And so in their fear, in their sense of dislocation, the Israelites said, we want to be back in Egypt. Just we, yeah, it wasn't a picnic, but at least we got food. And God listens and listens to the depths of what they truly need. Yes, a little bit of food was necessary, but what God knew they really needed more than that was to know that God was with them and that God could be trusted. You see, when we're traumatized, that's one of the things that we lose first. It is the most basic need that we have as human beings, whether the world can be trusted or the whether the world is not a trustworthy place. And any child who has grown up in a place where 
it is not safe and the world cannot be trusted, never quite loses that sense that things could go south in a hurry. We see that with foster children who come into a loving foster care environment and hoard food or might take money that's left out in a counter or in a penny jar, not because they're greedy, not because they have criminal intent, but just because there might come a day when I'm going to need that dollar so that I can take myself to the convenience store and buy something for dinner because I can remember when there were days when I didn't have somebody to bring me food, to make me a meal. And I needed to figure it out for myself. So I just want to have insurance that if ever there's a day that I need it, I'll be prepared. And it takes time, days and weeks and even months of every day, food being there every day, loving hands, preparing baths and meals, helping with homework before children begin to realize this is a different place. This is a different time. These are different relationships. And begins to trust. It's going to be there tomorrow. I can eat this, this sandwich right now and know tomorrow there's going to be another sandwich in my lunchbox. And when I come home from school, there's going to be snacks and supper on the table. I'm cared for. I am safe. All of those things were going on for the Israelites. And we, we can look back and fuss at them and make fun of them. But what we hear and what God understood was that they needed to learn trust. To follow the instruction, just take what you need. Only that. Take anything more, we notice. It gets moldy. The worms get in it. It's slimy. It dissolves in the sun. It will not stay. But if you take just what your family needs, no more and no less, you will have plenty. I promise, says God. And we can understand that as we over these last months have felt a little bit of that fear. Should I take some more because, oh my goodness, look, here are, here's some spaghetti sauce. I didn't, there wasn't on the shelf last week. Maybe I should take three because it may not be there the next time I go. I know that the tag on the, on the shelf says only take two, but I need three. Because what will happen to me, to my family, if I don't have that extra jar in the days to come? We have felt that trauma, and it is real. We, like the Israelites, have had days when we weren't certain. And I want to give us that peace and that grace. But I'm also wondering, over these last 2,000 years, 
There have been a lot of full shelves. There have been many, many long stretches in our human existence where there were no wars, where there were no famines, where there was plenty enough and to spare. And yet, still, we hoarded. We looked at those who didn't have enough and said, that's your problem. You must deserve it. We're going to take what we've got because we have it. And that's real, too. We have an excuse for the last six months. Our excuse is a little bit frailer for the last 2,000 years. Moses, speaking for the Lord, spoke of plenty, spoke of God's goodness, spoke of God's trustworthiness, and God, day after day, gave the people of Israel exactly what they needed. Bread, as far as the eye could see, quail that nested right there on the ground, ready to be used for the good of God's people. And eventually, the people learned to take just enough, the daily bread, and trust and know that God was faithful day after day after eon after century after millennia, year upon year, for these thousands of years. Every day, God is faithful. Every day, God is ready to give us plenty. And every day, we have the opportunity to take only what we need and to give what we can and more, to leave what we do not need so that others may have it, to take enough so that others may also have enough. Years and years ago, when the Israelites looked out in their brokenness, looked at that fluffy stuff on the ground and said, what is it? At first, they called it manna. But then they came to realize, and I hope that we have come to know, that the real name for all of it is grace. Amen.